Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Foods and Spooks. I'm your hostess, Mistress Spooky. Today I will be making smothered pork chops and aside I will have figured out by the time the pork chops are done. So right now we're going to make sure they're nice and thawed out. And we're going to add olive oil to the pan and a little bit of water. And we're getting our seasoning out. We will be using seasoned salt, crushed red peppers, cayenne peppers, parsley flakes, basil, Himalayan salt, slap your mama. Please don't actually slap your mom. Black pepper and chili powder. I'm going to season the meat up and then we can get started on the scary story. This is a set of instructions for how to speak with the devil, which as those of you with any sort of brains at all might know is a patently moronic proposition on the face of it, one likely to accumulate in any number of thoroughly unpleasant fates. Honestly, it would probably be smarter to publish your credit card number on Facebook or take up a career in crocodile wrestling. But then, that wasn't gonna stop you, is it? Not if you're sincerely interested, at least. Technically, if you do everything just right, there is a fair chance you'll walk away scot-free. And that seems to be reason enough for some people to decide that it's a good idea, especially if you're the fate-tempting, thrill-sinking, scare-junkie type or the desperate type. Which brings me to a point of clarification I ought to make. This is not a manual for making any kind of fastian bargain. You know the whole sell your soul type of deal. Although, if you happen to bring it up in conversation, he certainly won't be one to refuse. Following through with such a foolhardy bargain, however, would necessitate removing some of the protections which you will put in place for your conversation. And I don't think I need to spell out for you why that would be a bad idea. If you're really mathematically impaired enough to want to trade something that will last an infinite number of years for something that might last about 90 tops, there are plenty of other rituals out there for you to follow. This one, if performed correctly, should only allow the two of you to talk. All right, the pork chops have been cooking for a while. They're looking really good, actually. <laughs> but we're just gonna go ahead and flip them over. If the fork will grab it. <laughs> okay. Everything is looking good. All right. After I check on the mister I'm making for the sauce, We'll get back into the story. This perhaps begs the question of why exactly you would want to speak with the devil in the first place. Maybe some of you just like the idea of making small talk with extremely dangerous occult entities, but for the sake of the human race, I hope most of you aren't quite that stupid. Short answer is, he knows things. Things that some of you may have deep vested interest in finding out. I mean, He's not omniscient or anything, 
much as he might like to pretend otherwise, he's not God. But he's definitely got special supernatural advantage over the kind of knowledge any human would be able to obtain. For example, he probably won't be able to predict when the next world war will happen or tell you the cure for cancer. Why would he? But he could very well be able to predict the winning numbers of tomorrow's $500 million Powerball drawing or tell you what deadly undiagnosed condition might be afflicting a loved one. Of course, the Prince of Darkness doesn't just go around giving out winning lottery numbers to anybody who asks and trusting any sort of information obtained from a being commonly described as the father of all lies is liable to land you in a worse situation than you were in when you started. However, if you really, if you're really dead set on finding something out and you're exhausted all other options, there is a way to try to get accurate information out of a guy. You see, like so many of the more urbane villains in popular culture, the devil has a bit of a penchant for games and gambling. Of course, the reason he likes them so much is that he almost always wins. Unless you happen to be a fiddler named Johnny or are being represented by Daniel Webster, you're probably going to get your ass handed to you. But if you're determined enough to want to face the risks and the long odds, there's a certain game the two of you could play to try to win the information you need. First things first though, we'll start off with a description of the summoning process, then get into the rules of the game, some tips for how to play, and finally, of course, the inevitable litany of our kind shit that might go horribly wrong. In order to contact your conversational partner, you'll need to go to a church at midnight. It doesn't matter what kind of church, large or small, old or new, liberal or conservative, just as long as you're sure it will be empty. The last thing you want is for some preacher to walk in on you while you're in the middle of this, for the sake of the preacher's well-being as much as your own. The process will probably work best if you try it on a new moon, or full moon, or Friday the 13th, or Halloween. The actual day is less important than the psychological effect it has on you, as long as you don't try it on Christmas Eve or something stupid like that. You should be fine. The time is important, though. You don't have to start or end your ritual at exactly 12 a.m. Greenwich Atomic Time or anything. But as a general rule of thumb, you want to show up a bit before midnight and have everything set up by no later than 10 or 15 after. Show up a lot before midnight if you don't know how you're going to get in. Shockingly enough, most houses of God do tend to lock their doors at night at least if no one's there to watch over them. And remember, we want empty. Got it? They're actually cooking a little fast, so I'm going to put this on a lower number because the last thing you want is to cut into a pork chop and there's pink still on the inside when you think it's fully cooked. Even though these are thin, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Unless this is a steak, I don't want it medium rare. There are, of course, certain things you need to bring and certain things you can't bring. For this ritual, you will need a full can of salt. You won't need to use all of it, but it's always better to have more than what you need 
than to have less. Seven candles, red or white, being preferable. Something to light the candles with. You would be shocked how often people forget this, occult ritual or not. They aren't going to magically light themselves. A length of red string, rope, yarn, or thread. A full length floor or wall mirror. Ideally, you'll want to find one of these already present in the church. They're a bit unwilly to be lugging around with you during a break-in. However, if there really aren't any there, you'll have to bring your own. You might also find it useful to bring some markers, pencils, paper, a flashlight, and any sort of tools that might be necessary to secure your entrance to the church. You will not be permitted to bring any electronic or timekeeping devices. This includes all cell phones, smartphones, tablets, e-readers, mp3 players, PDAs, calculators, wristwatches, pocket watches, kitchen timers, hourglasses, etc, etc, etc. Seriously, it's worse than the SAT. If you're one of those people that has your smartphone practically wired into your brain, don't worry. You can bring those things with you to the church as long as you leave them outside the room in which you will be doing the ritual. If you brought a flashlight, helpful for finding your way around without attracting unwanted attention. Leave that outside too. Also, don't bring any sort of religious paraphernalia to protect you, especially if it pertains to the Abrahamic religions. And yes, if those gothy black cross earrings you're wearing are hanging right side up, they count. If you have any kind of holy symbols like that with you, the devil will simply refuse to show up. Don't worry. You're not going in totally unprotected. In fact, most of the supplies with you aren't for any sort of devil summoning ritual, but for your own protection. Old superstitions and folk magic remedies to guard ones from evil. From what I know of it, the effects most likely based on the power of belief. So there are probably numerous other objects, artifacts, and procedures that would work just as well. If you'd like to risk being left helpless at the mercy of the devil in order to test the theory, feel free to experiment. However, for anyone without a psychotic death wish, I'd recommend sticking to the ritual as follows. The only really frightening part about him will be his eyes. No matter how hard he tries, he can't hide the sinister gleam smoldering deep within them. The malevolent amusement and hunger, like the eyes of a spider contemplating a fly struggling in its web. They're supremely confident, those eyes. Confident and without pity. Don't look into them deeply, or you will begin to feel helpless and paralyzed with dread, losing your hope and your will to fight. Since you'll probably be just standing there staring at him in shock for a few moments, having on some level expected for the ritual to fail, he'll initiate the conversation by asking you what it is you desire from him. If you can gather your wits enough to string together a coherent sentence, you should respond with something like, I wish to challenge you in the game of question and response. Even if you don't get the words exactly right, he'll know what you mean, and he'll accept your request with a wide, predatory grin of anticipation. 
He's been playing this game for a long time, you see, and he's very good at it. Most humans, on the other hand, are very bad at it. This gives him a chance to, at the very least, thoroughly mess with your mind, and at most, well, we'll save that for the litany of shit that could go wrong. You'll have to play it very smart to avoid justifying his expectations. The general rules to the game are very simple. With a few kivets that make things more complicated, he'll begin by asking you a question. He always initiates the game. It can be anything from a piece of obscure trivia to a riddle to an extremely personal inquiry. Do, don't worry. You won't be immediately plunged into hell if you get the answer wrong or anything like that as a matter of fact. He won't even tell you whether you got the answer wrong or right. After you've answered his question, you get to ask him one in return. Now, here's where the consequences of your response come in. If you answered his last question correctly, he will respond to your question as honestly and accurately as he is able. However, if you answered it incorrectly, he is free to lie to you as he sees fit. Perhaps, if you've asked him something you're better off not knowing, he'll tell you the truth about it anyway. More likely, he'll feed you the most insidious damaging lie he can come up with. Either way, after he's responded, he'll ask you another question, and the process will repeat over and over again until you decide to call it quits. Now, you may be sitting there thinking that it sounds fairly easy to get the information you need. All you have to do is wait for a question you can answer correctly and then take that opportunity to ask him what you really want to know, ignoring everything else he said. Well, it's not that simple. The devil will never give you an easy question, one that you can be completely sure of the answer to. He may instead give you questions that you have some vague knowledge of, that you think you may know the answer to, but aren't really confident, thus forcing you to endlessly second-guess yourself, obsessing over whether or not you can trust the information that he gave you next. Perhaps you'll think what he said was a lie, wish it was a lie, but be eternally consumed by doubt, unable to fully conceive yourself that you were wrong, or perhaps you'll have to make a huge choice based on the information that he gave you and be tormented by fear and indecisiveness as you realize that your fate and perhaps that of others as well rests entirely upon whether or not you were able to correctly recall some arcane piece of trivia that you don't even remember now you'll never remember the exact questions the devil asked you by the way that would make it too easy for you to go back and check on your responses All right, we're going to go ahead and get started on the sauce. Um, I've got olive oil and garlic simmering right now. We're going to go ahead and add one tablespoon of regular pesto. And we're going to let that simmer a little bit and add a few more seasonings such as oregano and Italian seasoning and a little bit of crema. And we're going to let that sit for a moment on low so it doesn't stick to the pan. And we're going to dive right back in 
to the double game. Now that I have the sauce going, it actually looks really delicious. I actually went ahead and added some cilantro to it. The crema and the cilantro smell really good together. I'm just gonna add some pepper and salt to taste. I don't usually overkill it on the salt because salt is a very dangerous ingredient in general. So I just put a few little twists. I used Himalayan salt and I'm just gonna add a little bit more pepper. And then we're gonna go ahead and sit the pork chops in the sauce and we're gonna let it simmer and get the flavors all mixed together. Or maybe, instead of testing your knowledge, he'll ask you something personal, something you even lied to yourself about. You'll answer back to him, thinking you've gotten the question correct. No, I don't resent my sister. Yes, I would turn the money into the police, but he'll know better. He'll know better than you do that you're lying, and he'll lie to you in return and you'll believe him. You'll believe him until you are no longer able to deceive yourself, and by then, it might be too late. Or maybe. Maybe he won't even give you a chance to get an accurate response at all. Maybe he'll just ask you in the strings of completely impossible questions, making you more and more frustrated and disheartened as you realize you'll never be able to force him to tell you the truth. Questions like, what was the exact height of Mount Everest in centimeters in the year 1666? Or, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Although knowing his sense of humor, if he a ever asked the louder, he might consider African or European a correct response. There are a couple of ways to short circuit this particular strategy. However, Additional rules and courses of action that make the game more interesting prevent you from being stonewalled completely, although in all honesty, he probably wants for you to try one of those options anyway. The first option is to ask him a riddle instead of a question. If you somehow manage to stump him and he answers the riddle wrong or gives up, he'll be obligated to give you a truthful response to your next question. If he answers the riddle correctly, once again, don't worry, he won't pounce on you like a sphinx or drag you into hell. That what will happen is that he will get a pass, allowing him to lie in response to the question he would otherwise be obligated to answer truthfully. Honestly, if he gets a pass, you might as well give up and quit the game right there. It's nearly impossible to determine when he's telling you the truth under the best of conditions. Adding another layer of complexity to it by constantly trying to figure out when and if he's used his pass is about enough to make any normal person's brain explode. There is no way. Just forget it. The second option is for you to take a dare from him. If you accept it and vow to follow through, then once again, he'll have to answer your next question truthfully. If you choose instead to reject it, he'll get another pass. Now, before you freak out and reject that whole idea completely, you should know that he won't ask you to do anything overly dramatic or unspeakably evil like blow up a hospital or murder somebody. As a rule of thumb, most heirs won't involve direct loss of life or any major felonies. However, they certainly won't be easy. Inflicting severe pain on yourself, doing something that terrifies the shit out of you, cutting off treasured relationships, publicly humiliating yourself or someone you love, all of these things and more, things you might not even be able to imagine, are completely on the table.
If you're willing to go that far to put yourself in that kind of situation, you'll get your answer. However, if he manages to come up with the one thing you know you simply can't or won't do, well then, once again, you might as well quit. One last thing. Don't think that you can tell him you're going to do something and then not do it. If you accept a dare and then don't follow through with it, well, let's just say there will be consequences. Just suck it up. Keep your promises. No matter what that is, trust me, you're better off that way. Finally, when you've either gotten the information you wanted or given up on it completely, you may end the ritual by simply thanking the devil for accepting your request, bowing politely at the waist, and bidding him farewell. The surface of the mirror will seem to swim and flicker for a moment, and then you will be looking at your own reflection again. Only when you are absolutely certain that you are looking into your own two eyes again, you may turn away from the mirror, flick the lights back on, and begin dismantling your protections. Now, and this is important, even if you haven't gotten the information you wanted, you must end the ritual in this manner before 66 minutes have elapsed. Well, I suppose that technically you have 66 minutes and 6 seconds. Subtle, right? But if you're seriously going to try to cut it that close without any kind of timekeeping device, you're probably screwed anyway. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is that you keep up with this time limit. I'll save the reason behind that for the end, but don't skip ahead. I've still got a few important tips on how to play. First, be very careful what sort of personal information you give out. Try not to talk about yourself, especially your emotions and problems, any more than absolutely necessary. This guy knows human psychology like the back of his head, and he will get inside your head. It's like talking to Hannibal Lecter. Give him enough to work with, even if you don't believe a single word he says, he will still find ways to fuck with your mind like nobody's business. If anything he asks makes you even remotely uncomfortable, do not hesitate to lie through your teeth. There will be plenty of other questions. Two, on a similar note, try to keep the game on track and moving briskly. Unstructured interactions of any kind are to be avoided. Chances are that at some point he will try to draw you off on a tangent, discussing something that fascinates you, analyzing a response you've given him, or finding some other excuse to speak at length without moving the game forward. This is not only a waste of valuable time, but also another excellent opportunity to mess with your mind. Three, if you choose to give him a riddle, use one you've made up yourself. If your riddle has ever been written down anywhere at all, from pages of The Hobbit to some long-lost tome of ancient magic, he will already know the answer. That said, it still has to be a legitimate riddle with an answer that makes logical sense from some angle. You can't just ask something like, what's green has ten legs and hops, and then claim for some inexplicable reason that the answer was marshmallows. Nor can you ask him a straight question like, what have I got in my pocket? He probably already knows that anyway. There are no hard and fast rules to determine whether a riddle makes sense or not, but you're a reasonable human being. Your ancestors ate from the tree of knowledge. Please, for the love of crap, use common sense. 
Four. If you choose to take a dare, there's a slight chance that the devil will ask you to do something seemingly easy. Deliver a letter, for instance, or scribble a 10-digit number in a public restroom stall. If he does ask you for something like this, and you have even a shred of common decency in you, do not accept. Chances are that he's using you to further some sinister plot, one liable to ruin a lot of lives and harm a lot of people. Who knows? Maybe you're the type of person who really doesn't mind throwing an unknown number of total strangers under a bus to find out what you want to know. But at least be aware that that is what you're doing. I usually make a lot of rice as a side and I'm pretty sure everyone is tired of that. So I'm going to go ahead and make a pasta-like dish. Actually, it's one of my mom's accidental recipes. So we're just going to go ahead and boil some noodles and we're going to go ahead and chop up some serrano peppers, some onions, and some tomatoes. And we're going to set that in the fridge until our noodles are done boiling. And we're going to check back on those in a moment, but let's dive back into the story for now. Five. Last but not least, be very aware of the time. It might be helpful to do some practicing beforehand and get a feel of how long an hour is without a watch. The devil will probably put off discussing the things you're most keen to find out for as long as he can. And as you near the 66 minute deadline, he'll start trying harder and harder to distract you, captivate you, and otherwise keeping you playing until it's too late. He'll string you along and feed you little glimmers of false hope, keep you thinking, just a few minutes, I'm almost there, don't fall for it, don't go over the time limit, no matter what. Now, you might be thinking that this game really doesn't sound all that dangerous so far. Threats of psychological damage rarely seem to carry the same weight as threats of physical damage, even though their costs are often just as great. Hate to bust your bubble, but the game is far from safe. There are plenty of ways for you to seriously screw yourself over both physically and mentally, not to mention spiritually. And it is with these that I will conclude in the vain hope that they may make some sort of impression. First, while you are speaking with the devil, do not let him out of your sight. Keep staring into the mirror no matter what happens. He will undoubtedly try various tricks to make you look away. You will hear noises behind you, feel eyes on the back of your neck, see shadowy phantoms withering in the depths of the mirror. A cold breath will blow on you from behind, smelling like the crypt. A deep silence will settle, only to be inter interrupted by a loud smack directly behind your head, giving you about the worst jump scare you've ever had. Hell. The devil may even abandon a measure of his own dignified facade in giving a sudden jump of fright and shock, shouting out loudly and pointing behind you with a very convincing look of terror on, her on his face. Rather, he might test you with. You must not look away from him. If you look away, you will lose sight of him completely. Even for one second, you will look back at the mirror to find him gone. Well not gone out of the mirror in the room with you exactly how much of your body the police will find the next morning and what state it's in will depend entirely on the sort of mood he's in
The same thing goes if you break any of the protections you've laid down before beginning the ritual. Interrupting a circle of salt, letting the red string unwind, knocking over a candle, or letting one go out, any of these will free him from the mirror, and then, well, you're all a bunch of creative horror junkies. I'm sure you can fill in the blanks. On a different topic, you may reach a point in the game, probably after a long series of maddeningly impossible questions, where the devil asks you the deceptively simple question, what is your full name? You must not give it to him. Names can be things of great power. Although the devil will, of course, already know your name, telling it to him yourself is akin to inviting a vampire into your home. Your name is deeply synonymous with your own inner self. Thus, giving him your name is powerfully symbolic of giving him yourself. If you are foolish enough to make this mistake, all of your protections will be for naught, and he will seize upon your unwitting offer with malice glee, stealing away your soul and dragging it back into hell with him. I'm actually really excited. It's time to start the cupcakes. So as usual, you take your mixture, put it in a bowl, you add the eggs and the oil. If there's milk involved, milk. If there's butter involved, butter. This particular cake is actually one of my favorites for you Betty Crocker people. This will take precisely one cup of water, one third cup of butter, and three eggs now i don't know how you guys go about making cakes i was ultimately taught to butter and flour well oil and then flour the pan i'm using but since i am making cupcakes i went to the store and grabbed these really cute ones these really cute cupcake um cups i guess that's what you can call them but unfortunately i didn't find any halloween based ones but they are black so we're going to get this mixture started when once i am done with the mixture and get them into their little cups we're going to jump back into the story while the oven is preheating at least this way the police will find a complete identifiable body as a matter of fact your vacant shell will be totally unblemished seemingly have dropped dead of sheer terror. Last, but certainly not least, there is the matter of what happens if you go over the time limit. This is arguably the worst thing you can do. You won't think so at first. The devil will give you no indication that you have in fact exceeded the time limit, and you will conclude the ritual as if nothing had gone wrong. Perhaps, as the devil's image in the mirror trembles and gives way, you'll see a particularly nasty, triumphant smirk flash across his face, but this will be easily dismissed as your imagination. You'll turn the lights back on, gather your belongings, and go to leave the room, but when you open the door, you'll see... nothing. That's right, nothing. Just a flat, white void extending infinitely in all directions. Only the room, which was reflected in the mirror, will now exist. Incidentally, if you turn back around to face the mirror again, you may catch a last glimpse of your own reflection. Perhaps it will e even turn and favor you with a smirk and cheeky wave before sweeping out the door into the perfectly normal church hallway outside. 
as you may have already figured out, you yourself are no longer in the church. Your soul is now trapped in the mirror and the devil has taken the liberty of possessing your body. Now that you are no longer using it, pound on the glass and scream all you like. You'll never get out on your own and no exorcist can help you. But don't worry, it's not like you're in hell, right? At least, not necessarily. What you have to understand, see, is that the human soul stripped bare of its flesh and is a deeply volatile and vulnerable thing, especially when trapped in the land of the living. You are now an entity of purely mental properties. And as such, the barriers between what is real to you and what is imaginary have been completely dissolved. As you fill that reflected room with your anger, your sorrow, your fear at being trapped, these emotions will begin to coalesce given form by your mind. If you're not particularly imaginative, these creatures may not be too terrible, may not be able to inflict too much horror and pain. With time, you may even be able to teach yourself to get rid of them. However, if yours is a mind haunted by monsters, a mind that is vibrantly creative and imaginative and more than usually twisted, well, there's no telling what horrors might come crawling their way out of the maelstrom, tasting sweet release from the confines of your subconscious, hungering for your terror and suffering. They will refuse to be banished, dragging you kicking and screaming into an endless positive feedback loop of pain and fear. Needless to say, if you're a regular Patreons of websites like this one, you're probably pretty well fucked. There's only one way to find release from the mirror and the world that you've created in there. They say that if you call to the devil once more and ask him to free you from the mirror, he'll be willing to take you out. For the usual fee, of course. Who knows? Maybe if your imagination is twisted and powerful enough to create a personal hell that leaves you begging for the real thing, those talents may be put to good use. There are over 7 billion people in the world after all. Even the devil himself can't be messing with all their minds at once. Talented help is always appreciated. Of course... The cold ray to you being trapped inside the mirror is that the devil now gets to do whatever he wants in your body until sunrise. At around that time, your body will mercifully drop dead from the strain of the possession. Autopsy will probably identify the cause of some kind of coriant event. Don't get too relieved, though. He's perfectly capable of steering up plenty of trouble in those few hours. For instance... He may decide to do something big and dramatic, like purchase a large meat cleaver and go on a murder spree, starting with the names in your address book and working his way out to complete strangers, if he has time. Or perhaps he'll focus on only one person, someone who trusts you completely, using your persona to get him or her alone and vulnerable. And then, well, no need to describe it here. Once again, I'm sure you can think of a few things. Starting to see why I call this the worst outcome yet? Of course. There's also a chance he won't lay a finger on any of your loved ones. Instead, deciding to do something a little more subtle, more insidious, like drop off a few nondescript, unmarked packages on a certain doorsteps in the dangerous part of town, or locate a particular dusty old yellow text in the mailstorm of your local library, 
and intentionally misfile it in the young adult literature section or whisper seven very choice words into the ear of the distracted looking young redhead waiting for the 3 a.m. subway train. Or maybe he'll decide that in this age of wanting superstition, not enough people are getting interested in his games and the knowledge of them is in danger of being lost. Maybe he'll decide he needs to get the word out a bit more, do a bit of networking, attracting some new suckers. <coughs> Challengers. Maybe he'll take a quick peek at your browser history, see where the impressionable, curious minds are hanging out these days. Maybe he'll even write a quick tutorial in a modern pellence rather than some inscrutable, obsolete, demonological text posted on the internet and see how many bites it gets. Okay, so it's time to put the future cupcakes in the oven. I'm really excited. Everything is smelling good. The pasta came to a boil, so I went ahead and added some butter to the noodles. Let it melt in there. Add pepper to the pasta noodles as they're cooking. And mix it around. Then add the fresh vegetables. And now you have some lovely butter pasta with fresh veg. The... Pork chops, pardon me, are done and they are, they look absolutely delicious. So, serving that up. And now we're just waiting for the cupcakes. And of course, you know, you have to let them cool before you ice them up. And then I'm going to let them sit in the fridge or on the counter, whichever one I decide at the time. And now you have a nice Sunday meal. Hopefully, there'll be leftovers for lunch at work tomorrow. And we are heading back into the story. <laughs> Maybe I really shouldn't have gone there. But if you've made it this far without shine, a little twist at the end isn't going to put you off, is it, dear reader? I'm sure there are plenty of interpaid adventures among you with burning questions you'd like answered. And you're all a smart bunch. You know the pitfalls. You know the conventions. You live and breathe this sort of thing, do you not? There is no way you'd fall into any of the obvious traps, right? You're not some Dick or Jane off the street after all you'd be bringing a whole new level of competition. You would. Oh, excuse me a moment. I think I hear someone calling for me. What? You want out that badly? Already? Must be one hell of an imagination you've got on you. Perfect. 